0: Welcome to the Nutrition Burnout Podcast, your home for food and body obsession. I'm your host, Christy Brown, founder and creator of Intuitively Strong. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to another soul-searing and freaking breakthrough episode of Nutrition Burnout. I am so happy you're here, and I cannot thank you enough for being here. Before we get uh, started on this hot, hot, hot topic today... I want to first thank you. Um, Nutrition burnout has been rising and just killing the ranks here through Apple, Spotify, and soon to be on Pandora as well. But I can't thank you enough for sharing this episode and, and subscribing and sharing it with friends. And every time I hop on one of my end binge eating blueprint calls, which I'll link In the show notes below, but it's a free 60 minute call that we'll go through together. And I will basically help you plan out your next uh, six steps to help you end binge eating. So create that blueprint for you. And every time I get on one of those calls, somebody references something from my podcast. And, you know, when you said this or about having to always finish your plate, you know, they're like, I just, I. I've never heard anybody talk about food like you before. And for me, it's just, I just want to be so truthful. It's like all those little things that I think in my head that I think nobody else is thinking, I just started to say out loud. And honestly, all of you are connecting with it in a way that I am just... I'm blown away. And, you know, not only by the way that we're all connecting so well, and there's some of you that have never even reached out to me. And shoot, if that's you, DM me on Instagram and say hi. Again, that link is in the show notes below. But I just want to say thank you. I want to give you like a big virtual hug and I will DM you back and be like, oh, best friends forever. But thank you. Truthfully and honestly, I just, I'm so happy I'm able to share my story and to connect with you. Honestly, this is just the best thing ever. So, Okay, I will get off my soapbox for you, but I love you and you're the best, so thank you. But today, I did want to jump into a really big topic as summer is coming for most of us, um, and I will say I do have (laughs) a couple clients, you know, Australia out that end, and it is winter for you now, but um, this is a great topic on how to go about with you know bathing suit shopping especially when you're in an uncomfortable body and whether you're going through this balanced eating journey or not I think a lot of us are in this place where bathing suit shopping is just hard and also you know talking about vacations I've already had one but uh one vacation and I I honestly don't It was so early. It was in March and I live in Michigan, so it's cold and it's just now warming up to like the forties and fifties and I'm getting so excited about it. But I, I was like, man, we need to start talking about this. We need to start talking about vacations and, you know, bathing suit shopping and a bigger body because this is, this is a really big deal and probably something that you're going through or that you're about to go through. But I, before our trip, My husband and I, we went to Arizona, played golf out there, just tons of golf, uh, tons of, you know, hot tubbing, tons of drinks, tons of just fun and all that good stuff. And um, I went shopping for some new bathing suits because every year I'm like slowly getting rid of some and I'm like, okay, these don't fit anymore. Okay, these don't fit anymore. And, you know, just not even the fact that, you know, gaining weight, but just the fact too that. Some of them I've been keeping for so long and I'm like, oh, one day, you know, maybe I'll fit into these again. And I don't know why I keep them, but I do. And throughout the years, I've been slowly getting rid of those, you know, smaller bathing suits bikinis things like that that just don't look good on me anymore and it's not that I'm bad it's not that I'm being unhealthy because I am the healthiest I've ever been but my body is just changing throughout the years and that's okay you know especially nobody talks about this nobody wants to talk about this but as I get older that's okay too my body is meant to change it's not supposed to look like how it was when I was in high school or you know even 10 years ago so you know, even after my journey of healing my relationship with food and learning how to love and accept my body, I'm not going to lie though, it's still pretty antagonizing for me and that inner mean girl in my head can get pretty loud. And even when I was bathing suit shopping this year, I'm like, whoo. Yeah. Wow. A little, you know, cellulite. It's always been there, but for some reason it's like there's a spotlight on it now and I just see it and wow. Okay. You know, you're kind of coming out of hibernation from winter and all these big clothes. And now it's like, all right, sleeveless. All right. My arms are not what they used to be. I used to absolutely, you know, when I was working out, overworking out and underfeeding myself, I had great arms, but (laughs) I, uh, I always wanted the arms that looked like they were flexing when I wasn't like I just wanted the definition and my body genetically does not handle that so I would force it to be there and um, that caused me to obviously go into burnout, binge eating, uh, binging and purging, abusing laxatives. If you know my story you know all about that but I had to keep that body at all costs and that lean body or else it felt like I was giving up on myself or it felt like I wasn't good enough or being good enough. And something like – seeing my arms how they are now. I have no definition in my arms and especially when they sit at my side or when they're pressed against me, uh, it's kind of like when I sit down, you know, my thighs get bigger when I sit down and it's nothing that's wrong with them. But we've always been taught that's bad, that's bad, your arm is too fat, look at that. And then that mean girl comes up and she's just like, Christy, well, you could still be like this if you would have just stuck with your macros and, you know, just figured it out and used more willpower uh, because you could you could still be like that now you'd probably be, you know, having even more muscle than you would have. And you just gave up on yourself and this mean girl and instantly I shut her down and because I know how to do that now and like I tell my clients, It's impossible to get rid of the mean girl. I don't ever want you to have that expectation that she's gonna completely go away. The person with the best body image in the world and the happiest person with their body has bad body image days. I'm just gonna say it out loud. Because my thought was, oh, once I heal my relationship with food and learn to love my body, everything will be great. You know, I'll have other problems, but at least this will be fine. No, it doesn't go away, but what happens is the mean girl gets smaller and she gets easier to manage. And now I can just literally be like, no. No, 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 no. And sometimes I have to even say something to kind of counteract what she said. Because in reality, what I tell myself when I go through these really tough times with body image that I still have to this day and I will always have is that I think to myself, all right, Christy, go, go back to that life. Go back to that life anytime you want. Like nobody's going to stop you. And then instantly I'm like, "Mm, I'm good. (laughs) And then I also think, all right, Christy, well, then what would you change in your life right now? And honestly, with the way that I eat, I eat so balanced. I love vegetables. I eat lots of vegetables. I have lots of fiber. I have lots of protein in my diet. And I still love my glasses of wine. And like right after I'm recording this podcast, I'm going to go get my family burgers and milkshakes. Um, And again, I worked out this morning and I'm going to go play tennis with my girls tomorrow. And, you know, Sunday I'm going to have a family day. So I'm not unhealthy because I ate, you know, a cheeseburger and milkshake. But if I wanted to get those toned arms back, you know, that I just, oh, I had to have, then I'd have to give up those things Uh, you know, I'd have to give up my my glasses of wine with my girlfriends and I'd have to give up my beer. And, you know, not that I'm like a crazy heavy drinker, but every now and then I, you know, I love to have a glass of wine, I love to have a beer and just be like, oh, this is, this is delicious. And I love to have pizza and I love to have burgers and I also love to have salads and I also love to have cookies, but I'd have to give up the things that I love and that I actually enjoy to have those arms and to me it's just not worth it. I am living my best healthiest life right now and this is what I call my physique set point. This is the set point that my body is at when I am healthy, when I am working out because it makes my body feel good. When when I'm moving my body because it makes my body feel good. And also when I'm challenging it in a like compassionate and still kind of like a fiery competition kind of way. Um, And then also I'm still, I'm eating exactly how I I always imagined a balanced eater would eat. I'm eating like in my eyes, like I don't want to change anything. So I'm like, well, you have your answer. If you don't want to change anything, then this is what your body's going to be like. And if you're ready to give up your wine and your cheeseburgers or whatever nope no thank you then that's when you'll get those toned arms back but right now you know you you'd have to give that stuff up because there is a cost to leanness so when that mean girl comes up I I kind of like I don't want to say antagonize her but I'm like okay okay girl talk what what are you gonna say go ahead talk to me I'm like come on in sit down I'll invite you in for tea what do you got to say and she's kind of like well well I mean you know you should. You should go back. Go back to what? Go back to that life that I absolutely hated that I was thinking about food 24-7. Go back to that life where I would eat breakfast and then be hungry 20 minutes later because my egg white veggie omelet didn't hold me over until noon. Are you kidding me? I am sick of living that life where I'm constantly thinking about food, where I'm constantly at war with myself, or I'm constantly punishing myself with exercise because of enjoying Freaking cheeseburgers the night before or or a beer the night before. Like I don't want to live that life. And if if you're with me, then that's great. If you're like Christy, no, I'd rather, you know, uh go ahead and omit all of those things, then you know what, this podcast probably isn't for you. This intuitively strong community probably isn't for you yet. You know, I'm gonna tell you what I tell everybody is that when I started macro counting, I did a solid five years of it. And I'd say the first two, the first year was okay everybody's like oh I've been on it for three or six months and I love it and I loved it the first year too I was like this is incredible um I'm not dogging it I think some people love it and that's great but me personally I get obsessive when that happens and for a lot of my community and the people in it I don't want to track every single lick, taste, and like bite I take for the rest of my life. That's not how I want to live my life. And even though, you know, you're like, well, you know, once you get, I've always been told this, once you um, get to that point to where you, you know, really know your macros, you just be able to look at something and be like, yo, that's probably, you know, this many calories and da, 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 da. And I did, but still, I wanted to be dead on. I wanted to be perfect with it. I couldn't just ballpark it I had to look it up or I if it wasn't in my fitness pal in that library that huge library of foods or I had to double check it because there was multiple caloric amounts in there and I'm like somebody put this in wrong you know and or I was digging through trash cans trying to dig up packages like well, wait wait what kind of socks did you use okay wait well okay can you tell me the brand do you know how much did you use a quarter cup you know all of my friends were like Christy my god geez like chill out <laughs> so it was I'm, I'm sick of living that life so right now that's how I kind of defeat the mean girl in my head and she does when I say that she kind of gets smaller and she shrinks down and she walks back into her sorry corner and honestly I I kind of look at her and I went before she leaves because I imagine we're sitting down and I invite her in for tea and um, <laughs> this is how my brain works. And before she leaves, I go, hey, I'm like, come here. Give me a hug. I'm like, listen, I'm sorry I yelled at you because often I <laughs> yell at her out of just blatant aggressiveness. But I say I love you and thank you for allowing this moment to be a learning moment a teaching moment and a lesson because truthfully and honestly, what I talk about with my clients is that the mean girl in your head, she actually is your fears and insecurities. She is the one that says, don't get fat. You won't be loved. Um, if you get fat, people won't think that you're taking care of yourself and then they won't take you seriously. And if you gain weight, nobody's going to love you. Um, nobody's going to understand you and people are going to think that you gave up on yourself. And, uh, that's where, you know, the mean girl kind of sits and what she really needs is love. She needs attention, just like all of the hurt parts of us need. Hurt people hurt people. So when you're being hurt by someone or even by yourself, by the mean girl in your head, that's what's happening. She is needing love. And that's what happens when people hurt. They want other people to hurt. And honestly, there's a part of her that's trying to protect you from being made fun of, from being an outcast, from being the the fat girl that nobody loves. You know, that's what I used to think in my head. But I I mean, I get it. I would be lying if I told you that, you know, a bigger body, uh, new territory, that Couldn't be covered up by an oversized sweatshirt and high-waisted yoga pants are a bit terrifying. And I honestly, there's times when I do miss my lean body, but I have my time to, to mourn it, to kind of just say, all right, Christy, and go back. And I kind of rehearse that whole thing over and over again until it's become just so quick in my brain to where it's like, no, I'm not going back to that. But this is something I'm like oddly proud of in a weird way. I am a big fan of things, putting things together that don't normally go together. So like when I'm talking about, I was the girl in high school where, I mean, I was on the tennis team. I mean, most people think, oh, it was super preppy, but I had dreadlocks when I was in high school. I kid you not. And I was also on, you know, I had dreadlocks, but I was on the homecoming court and the snow coming court and all those cool things things I was trying to find out who I was in my own person and I loved it when I put two things together that shouldn't go together which is why I'm here right now I love um you know anything I don't do karate I think I've taken like a couple classes that's it but I love you know um like the motto behind it of strength and peace you know balance and and how it's the the strength in in, uh, peacefulness and the calm and the the strength of that. And I also love, uh, what I do because what I do is I pair nutrition with intuitive eating and I create my own, like, I call it athleisure nutrition because it's honestly my own form of nutrition. That's very not well known, but, I'm not an extremist on either way. And my goal is to build a place for people like you and I to feel understood and to be heard and to know that we're okay even though we're not on the path that most people are on because let's face it, we are not the general population. If you're here, you likely have maybe eating disorders, but likely disordered eating patterns to where you feel like you can't eat after a certain time. Um, you know, that, uh, bananas have too many carbs and sugar in them and that broccoli is going to give you toe cancer and like all these things that like all these food rules just kind of crowd in your head. And then they make you afraid to eat anything until you feel like you can only be on the air and water diet. So to me, you know, this is why I created what I created two things that don't go together, uh, enjoying what you eat and also eating for performance. Like that's I love it, and I am a powerhouse here. I love where I live, and it's okay if people don't understand me because I understand what I do, and that's what I have have built in my brain and in my head, and it's it's not been easy. I was an all or nothing, um, obsessive food and body image. Uh, person who just like could not stop thinking about her body could not stop checking herself out in every single mirror and reflection and someone who could not stop thinking about food at all and to the point to where it it broke me and I was completely burnt out hence my podcast name nutrition burnout so like I said where I was kind of getting You know, after I kind of get over that hump of oh, I'm bad, I'm ugly, what happened to you, Christy? Uh, Look at all that cellulite, and I'm I'm zeroing in on those flaws, and then I I kind of allow myself to sit there for a little bit. Again, with my clients, I call this sitting in your shit, to where I don't want you to not feel these feelings. Feelings are there for a reason, and I think that it's important that we. We own them and we say, you know what? I am feeling like this and that's okay because some of my clients are like, I know I'm not supposed to be thinking about this or weight loss or going on diets. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 you're totally allowed to think about that. In fact, I have some clients that are actually working toward weight loss right now. I have one client who actually tracks her food because that's what is, is okay with her. Um... I honestly, even for me, it's still triggering to track my food, so I don't. But just because it's triggering for me doesn't mean that it's not triggering for other people. Everyone is so different on this journey, which is why it's super important to be open-minded about this and to let people do what feels good to them. My whole philosophy on balanced eating is that once you heal your relationship with food – You can venture into back into weight loss. You can venture into maybe, um, you know, even if you're triggered by tracking, uh, maybe even just making sure you're getting enough protein and enough fiber into your day. There's certain nutrients that I have my clients who are working toward weight loss, which is my master's academy, um, my advanced clients go to, where we start adding in more nutrition without deprivation. So This is basically your own thing. You can literally do what you want to do after you've healed your relationship with food. There's so many different routes you can go down. This is why I'm such a big believer in find the lifestyle that you want to live and then live that lifestyle and allow your body to fall into place because that's where most of us fall into that misery gap of, I want this body, this really lean body, but I also want this lifestyle where I can go have drinks and beer and, and still have fun. You can do both, but remember there's a cost to leanness. So what are you willing to give up in order to have that body? And this is where most people fall into that cognitive dissonance of, I want this body, but I also want to have this lifestyle and they're not coexisting. So here is what happened to me when I went on this journey. I was weirdly proud of being super healthy, but in a body that didn't look super healthy. I mean, I'm not going to say, I, I am a person of small to medium sized privilege. I will say that, um, but I will also say that having been about 40 pounds uh leaner than this i know what it's like to live in a completely different body and um i know what it's like to to miss that leaner body as well so and it's, it's tough because weight gain is such a devalue of our self-worth and our culture. And we're taught to actually lose value and devalue ourselves because of the shape of our body. Like how terrible is that? Like really thinking about that. Like if you gain weight, people see you as not taking care of yourself or losing your health or falling off the wagon. But this weight gain, it was my personal story of triumph overeating disorders, over obsessive health, and it was mine to own. My body is a miracle after all the shit that I've put it through. And I own this perfectly imperfect story. Cellulite, scars, my hip replacement, two C-sections, tears, and everything. And just because I wasn't the intuitive eater that lost weight, it doesn't mean that I've failed. Instead, I've become more aware of who I am and stepped into my authentic self. Like I'm no longer outcome-based. I am this journey, effort-based person. It's almost like once I reach the outcome, it's, it's no longer fun for me anymore. I am always chasing the journey. And I think that's where most of us need to start focusing on is where is the journey? Where is this journey that I'm on and how can I start to enjoy it? Enjoy these small, tiny little wins that will eventually build up to this big transformation in the end. And something that I also want to say is that, oh, this is such a tough one, but one of my clients, she actually came to me and she was like, Christy, I, she's a dancer. She, uh, teaches dance like four times a week. She's an incredible, she sends me dance videos all the time and I'm like, oh, could you please send more? I love it. She's a beautiful dancer and she was talking she actually did this tiktok video that was about her gaining weight to heal her relationship with food and i was a dancer before i know dance is one of those sports to where you almost you feel like you have to look the part to play the part and um she's like i have gained weight but She's also like, look at where I am now. She, within two months of working with me, she completely ended binge eating. You know, she was that person that would try not to eat, not to eat, and she would have coffee for lunch. And um, then she would just binge at night. because She was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't handle it anymore. She couldn't trust herself around food. And now she no longer binge eats. And she was that person that was totally journey-based. The hardest part about what my client went through was that she made this transformation and because she didn't look a certain way nobody said anything about it but she was talking to me about how her friend was like something's different about you I just noticed you're just more confident like you just seem better and happier and this is the hardest part is that you have to learn how to clap for your own self during these inner transformations. That is hard because as human beings, I mean, it's only natural that we crave outside validation, right? That's back in the day, uh, back in our uh, prehistoric days, that's what kept you in your tribe was that, wow, you're an asset. Wow. Look what you did. Wow. Look at what you achieved. And that meant that you were an asset and that you were valuable. And that, you know, because our, our chimp brain, um, as some scientists call it is that is our primal brain. That is our brain that says, stay in your tribe. Don't get kicked out because you have to survive with the community. You can't be, uh, outcast or set out alone, uh, from your tribe. So it's really hard when it's almost like you've you've done this miraculous transformation but nobody notices because it's on the inside. And that's when people they make this transformation and they're like, "Well, this didn't feel good. I need people to clap for me. I need people to like, come on, let's go." So she made this TikTok video that was so cool and it was to this song that was as, as it was and she just talked about her journey of gaining weight while healing her relationship with food and I knew that, you know, the comments down there were her friends that knew what she was going through, Uh, but it was, you know, the friends that you have that know what you're going through here, it's probably very few. I mean, your acquaintances aren't going to know about this, but your friends who have always been there for you, they're going to know about it. So this inner transformation is so difficult because you have to learn how to clap for your own damn self. You have to start becoming your own biggest cheerleader. I tell my clients all the time I'm like tonight I want you to look in the mirror and stare at yourself in the eyes in the mirror, in the bathroom mirror and just say I am so proud of you. And the first time I ever did that, I started crying because I had never looked at myself in the eye and told myself I was proud of myself. I've heard it from other people and I Thrived. If throven was a word, I throved and <laughs> I throved I thrived of, off of people telling me that I wow, Christy, look at what you accomplished. Wow, Christy, look at what you did. Wow, Christy. Wow. I always wanted to be the anomaly. I I didn't want to just be average. I wanted to be better than average. And to me, I was never you know good at anything. So I'm like, okay, well I guess I'm gonna have to be good at sports, and um, I'm gonna have to be good at weightlifting and doing all these things. And if I can't you know, show people. Then how am I going to be it? So I'm going to show them with my body, and that was a big transformation. You know, learning how to cheer for myself because it didn't feel right at first. I'm like, but but, will you, will you clap for me, please? So it's important that you have somebody that you can go to to talk to about these big transformations, and somebody that can cheer you on, somebody that knows what you're doing and what you're going through. That is super important. Um, but also, the most important thing is to learn how to become your biggest fan. Because you've got to think that also, okay, along with this weight gain, if I gained weight, but I also gained my self-awareness in my new body, if I also gained back my hunger cues, if I also gained back date nights out with my husband and wine nights and taco nights with my friends, and if I also gained back uh, going... And playing tennis again, which I hadn't done in 15 years because it wasn't lifting and that wasn't in my body shape schedule. Uh, that wasn't hardcore enough. I needed to do something really hardcore. Um, and getting back to yoga, I know I don't have time for stretching. I got to lift. I got I to gotta burn calories. You know, I finally got back to the things that I loved and I finally, with gaining weight, got my life back and that to me was the most important thing and still it is so hard some days i really have to kind of work with myself and be like christy whew, this is a tough day and that's okay you know i, I i'll never forget when i saw a friend of mine who was always asking me about my um uh, bodybuilding journey you know how i lost so much weight and how i you know toned up so well and i hate that word toned how i built up so much muscle and all those good things and um when I was gaining weight and healing my relationship with food, I'll never forget. I saw a picture of her and my husband showed it to me and was like, oh my gosh, look at her. She's a brick shithouse. She's so strong. And there, I had to walk away. I mean, here I am. I've just gained 40 pounds. Uh, I'm in a bathing suit at this time. <laughs> uh, we were out by the pool. No, no doubt about that. And I, I had to walk into my room and just be like, Whoa, it was almost like a truck hit me. You know, I was just in shock. Like, Christy, that could have been you. That was you. Why what is going on? You could have been there. Why, why didn't you do this? And again, when I get into those places, I allow those feelings. And then when I'm ready to come out, because I don't unpack and live in that room, um, I, I use those tactics of all right, well, what would you change? And I'm like, you know that she's doing all the things that you used to do right now. And eventually she's going to reach burnout. I'm telling you all those people that you're like body goals, the inspiration board on Pinterest, that won't last. You have any idea how many people, uh, their fit spos and their uh, people who sell um, beach body stuff and uh, people who sell Herbalife and all those things. And again, not to say that they're inherently bad, but, How much they come to me and are like, I have such a bad relationship with food. But again, you only see their highlight reel. You're only going to see what they want you to see. And so that's where we really have to understand that you don't really know what they're going through. You could totally look at her and be like, oh, I want her body, but then be like, hmm, Yeah, but I, you know, you never know. You could be congratulating an eating disorder. That's what people were doing with me and they never knew. None of my friends knew I had an eating disorder. Um, And it was something that came to a shock of all of them when I started opening up about my story. And when I told them about things, they were like, oh yeah, you did run to the bathroom after that. You did, you know, do this or you would, you know, only eat this or you would eat a lot here or, you know, it was all different things. And, um, you know, nobody, it's It's embarrassing when you're a binge eater. It's embarrassing when you're a binger and purger, and uh, it's, it's a secret you want to keep to yourself. So of course you're not going to tell anybody. So you never know. And hey, maybe somebody actually does have that genetic type of body where they gain muscle easily and they don't have a lot of fat on their body. Maybe that's just how they're made and it doesn't take a lot for them to do that. I have a couple of friends like that. And for me, I just think what my coach used to tell me, good for you, not for me. Like that is not my path. And it's hard. Trust me, it doesn't just happen. I say that and I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel so much better. <laughs> At first, I'm like, oh, good for you, not for me. mother. Motherfucker. Like, oh, oh. I get so angry. Why can't I be like that? Like, oh, okay. You know, I, I kind of go through that whole like toddler tantrum there, but it's the truth. I could get back to that anytime I want, but there's going to be a cost to it. So yeah, I I did gain weight, but I can now trust myself around food. I can literally leave a half a cookie on a plate. I just ate a half of a Pop-Tart the other night. I never would have been able to do that before. I can uh, go work out and do what I love. I just did a random upper body strength training exercise today. Never would have happened before that. No, no, today's an off day. I'm not supposed to do that. Da, 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 da. I wanted to. I wanted to move. You know, food freedom, it's a hard sell. It's not sexy, but it's real. It's genuine and it's freaking true. And this is what's going to carry you on for the rest of your life. Not, you know, counting macros and eating off of good and bad food lists or container systems. And it's okay, I mean, that you do those things and that it's okay to learn what you wanted to learn from those diets. Uh, But to take away all the things that you didn't like from it. You know, all the restrictions. All the things that says, nope, you can't do that. All the food rules. So, when you have those bad body image days, know that it's okay. You're human. They're allowed. And a lot of times, if you notice it, they're probably going to be linked to your cycle or to stressful times or to bad days. And it makes you human. So I, I honestly, though, I don't wrestle with them anymore. Instead, I allow them to come and go and I ride the waves of emotions that come with them, always knowing that I'm going to come back to my home, my body and my complete badassery. So my friends, that is all I have for you today. Um, I hope this helped you. I hope this helped bring out a little bit of self-awareness in dealing with bad body image days and trying on those bathing suits and knowing that that doesn't define you. You know, that doesn't make you a good or a bad person. And it's okay to wear a bathing suit that you feel comfortable in, whether that's covering things up or not covering things up. It's okay for you to feel good in your body, even if, The world says that it's not. I mean, the world says, Christy, you should not wear a thong bikini because of your butt. Ooh, disgusting. Who would ever want to see that? But you know who likes my butt? My husband does. Mom and dad, I hope you're not listening to this. But I honestly, he bought them some for me and I was like, okay, I still get a little weirded out about it because it's kind of weird. But you know, if we're going on vacations together, I wear them for him. And you know what? It does make me feel good. It does make me feel sexy. And it does make me feel empowered to own my body. And confidence is what's sexy. Not six-pack abs. So my friends, I hope you took a lot from this today. And I cannot wait to talk to you again. Again, uh, the links for those... that call that discovery call that and the uh, beat the binge eating blueprint is in the show notes below along with my instagram dm me if you have a topic that you're like christy i want you to talk about this on your podcast then let's talk all right um tell me and i would be happy to include it in here so all right my friends that's all i have for you today until next time intuitively strong out